Welcome to the Art of Money podcast with Art McPherson. And this is the Art of Money podcast with Art McPherson and Luke McCarty, artofmoneyradio.com. For more information on the McPherson Financial Group or to schedule that initial complimentary consultation. We appreciate you listening. Now, let's get to the show. Well, this weekend, as we get into the World Series, let's open up the Artist Vault and hear Art's conversation with a World Series champion. He is a 15-time All-Star, a 13-time Gold Glove winner. Here's Art McPherson and Ozzie Smith. You've done a lot of things on the baseball diamond that are pretty impressive, but I also saw that your daughter was on American Idol. My son. <laughs> my son. Okay. Uh, my oldest son was Sorry. on American Idol in the 2005 season. He was a top five finalist. He was in the. He, he was in the top. Uh, he was in the top ten. He got the tour, and that was the year that uh, Carrie Underwood won the uh, won the title and blasted off into stardom. <laughs> yes, she did. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it was fun watching, and I tried to stay as far away from that as I possibly could. <laughs> <laughs> well, the only reason I bring that up is that's a that's a unique thing to have a yeah. child be able to do and be able to be that good. Yeah. Obviously, it was very, very good. And if he was on the year that Carrie was on, I feel sorry for anybody, <laughs> anybody. else, <laughs> because she's gone on to be the mega superstar, yeah. obviously. Mega star. And, uh, you know, it was fun. I got a chance to, uh, to see him on the road when they went on the road. And as a parent, it's always nice to see your kids doing something. And uh, I certainly didn't want, I had uh, have two boys and, and, and a girl. And my second son tried to play a little baseball, and you know there's a lot of pressure on kids to follow in their parents' footsteps and sure. and stuff. So I didn't want you know I didn't want to have him to have to deal with that pressure. And I certainly didn't put any pressure on him to try and play baseball. And he tried it for a little bit, and it wasn't for him, you know. So he's selling insurance. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's a little bit in our field because we do the financial planning field. So uh-huh. he's selling insurance, doing yeah. a little bit of what we do, huh? Mm-hmm. That's pretty neat. So you were a golden glove in the baseball career. What made you a little bit different? Why were you such a good fielder and why did you win so many golden gloves? You know, here again, I, I think that as a kid, you know, I recognized a skill and a talent. I had pretty good hand and eye coordination as a kid and I was doing things, not being told, I was doing things as a kid that really kind of enhanced my God-given talent, that hand and eye coordination. And as a kid growing up in Southern California, I used to, I spent a lot of time by myself, a lot of time outside, uh, unlike kids today. But I had a slanted roof and I used to throw the ball up on one side and think that I was fast enough to run around to the other side (laughs) and catch catch it it. before it hit the ground. You know, hopefully it hit the the gutter and and was able to, to, to catch it. Now, the next question is, you know, did you ever get there? And I, I never got there, but it was that type of determination. I can remember laying in the floor and throwing the ball up and catching it without looking at it, getting the feel of it without seeing it hit my glove. And I used to throw the ball against the wall all the time and, and stuff. And these were things that I did as a kid, not knowing that it was helping enhance that skill that I was born with. And when I uh, finally made it to the big leagues, I never got drafted out of high school which was a little disappointing because I played in high school with Eddie Murray, who's a Baltimore Oriole grade and mm-hmm. Hall of Famer. I think maybe the only two high school teammates that made the Hall of Fame. You know, he went in the year after I did. And so I had to take a different route to the big leagues. Sure. So I ended up going to a little small school in Central California called Cal Poly at San Luis Obispo. Just a little school? A little small school, you know, uh, to get my education and at the same time hopefully get a chance to play, which I did. And after my junior year, uh, they send you to programs across the country to, to kind of 
continue to to enhance your skills and and grow as a as a player and as a person. And I went to a little small town called Clarinda, Iowa, where I played. And in 1976, I got drafted by the Detroit Tigers. They offered me $8,500, and at the time, I said to myself, you know, if I don't get 10 grand. I'm probably not going to get a very good look. So I decided to go back to school in hopes of getting drafted again my senior year, which I did by the San Diego Padres. And being the good businessman that I am, I signed for $5,000 and a bus <laughs> ticket to Walla Walla, Washington, where I started my professional career. So you waited an extra year and, and got less money. Got less money. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely had a team that was more interested in you the year before than the second year, That's obviously. That's right. Um, let me ask you a question I saw since 2016. You have done some business programs for regenerative medicine. Program. Can, yeah. you, can you explain a little bit of what that is? You know, basically, it's. I've always been this guy. They call me the gadget guy, you know, because I, I try different things. I, I My mind is always open to different and new things. And uh, I tore my rotator cuff in 1985. And people ask me, what was my greatest accomplishment? And I tell people that being able to play from 1985 to 1996 with a torn rotator cuff was probably my greatest challenge. 1985 to 1996. 1996. And so, you know, you had to do all of the things to protect the rotator because you couldn't get up here. If anybody have ever had any rotator cuff problems, you couldn't you lift your arm straight you up. You can't go over you know, mm-hmm. over your head. So everything is done down, down below your shoulder. And so that, to me, was my, my greatest accomplishment. And uh, I met a guy after I retired. He was in boxing. And he introduced me to some people from Paducah, Kentucky. And the guy said to me, he said, if you come to Paducah, Kentucky, I'll guarantee you that you won't have any more problems with your shoulder. And so I and took him up on what did they it. do in what Paducah, Kentucky that well, nobody else knew how to do? Paducah, Kentucky. <laughs> well, he started, he's a chiropractor, but okay. they do PRP. They do stem cell. Okay. You know, so we started with some, some PRP and eventually got to stem cell and stuff and, uh, Got my shoulder back to where I can. I'm playing golf every day. I don't have any more problems with it. I, I can go out and throw and play catch when I get ready and and stuff. And I was just reading on the way here, at how banking stem cells and stuff are important. You know, if you take your stem today and you you bank your stem today and you can use it for up to 15, 20 years. You know, you if you your take own those, stem your, cells, your own stem cells, not not some um, some foreign uh, stem sure. cells. You you edit you, it's your own DNA. You know, so you can use those youthful stem cells when you're 65 years old. You know, one of the things that we do uh, at the clinic is that when people come in there with the cane, and a lot of times it's people just they want to throw their cane away. They just want to be able to do the basic things they every day. They just want to walk they and they want to be able to function. That's right. They want to be independent. Sure. And so we have a wall of canes. Oh, that's as, cool. As people uh, get off of their canes and stuff, you know, we hang them on the wall there and we got a wall full of canes. So that's uh, <laughs> so very, cool. very important. I can remember the guy saying to me, he says, you're going to see a fulfillment here like you've never seen in your life. And it'll be a good feeling at, at how you can see the difference that you're making in people's lives. So, Well, you look amazing. So well, thank you. Whatever I'm not you're bad doing for 67. It, you yeah, know, I was going to say, whatever you're doing, it seems <laughs> to be working. I think I'm going to... I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to be like you. It looks like you're still lifting, <laughs> Yeah, too. but I'm a little bit younger than you, okay, so I well. mean, everything's relative, right? <laughs> now, what is a good golf game for Ozzie Smith? When I started out, you know, um, I started out like everybody else. I think one of the first events that I played in, I, I uh, shot 103 and 
and stuff. So my goal was to get to a point to where, first of all, I'm not embarrassing myself sure, because sure. when you when you transition over, people, because you're a professional athlete, people expect sure. you to be good at it. You to play well. Yes, right. And so I like most of the guys in, in my generation, you know, the guys that have taken up the game of golf, we know that we'll never perfect it, but we want to get to a point to where it's respectable. A good game for me is, is being able to, to shoot in the 70s. My, like a bad game for me is 78, 79. Yeah, I figured. You know, wow. I just figured. I figured. Uh, that's I a bad figured you day. You played a pretty good game. And I had yeah. a bad day the other day. I shot 77, you know. so. But, you know, it's all about putting and getting the ball in the hole. And we apply ourselves the same way to the game of golf as we did to our craft. Well, Ozzy, thank you so much for being on the Art of Money radio show. I appreciate it and look forward to hanging out with you for a couple of days here at the Pump Brothers Foundation. Um, they do a lot of good things for charity. Yeah. These guys are very giving and they understand the importance of giving back. Absolutely. Thank you, Ozzy. Thank you. Great conversation with World Series champion Ozzy Smith and Art McPherson. You can hear that in its entirety when you go to artofmoneyradio.com. That's also how you can see all the services they have to offer to the McPherson Financial Group, including that complimentary consultation. Again, no cost, no obligation to you. 321-425-8550. Let's protect your assets in this down economy and let's build retirement income. One more time, 321-425-8550. Thanks for listening. Want more from Art McPherson of McPherson Financial Group? Find us online at artofmoneyradio.com. We are an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of financial and insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. Securities offered through World Equity Group, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Investment advisory services offered through ProStatus Group, LLC. McPherson Financial Group and ProStatus Group, LLC are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by World Equity Group, Inc. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Investment financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. Art McPherson is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Arthur McPherson. Florida Insurance License Number A17 Today's show has been a work of art.